So, welcome to the show, welcome to the show. I'm your host, as always, Afro. And this is the Lost African Podcast, where we talk about everything under the sun, from Afro culture to financial literacy to controversy, those social and political topics that we all need to talk about. I ain't done a live show in a minute. I ain't gonna lie to you, especially on Facebook. But, you know, people have been seeing me, what I do for many, many years. I've probably been podcasts for about, this is my third year going on. So, first thing I want you to do, got to hop on Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is our new sponsor, our new host, and they do everything up under the sun that can get you to elevate if you want to start podcasting as your way to walk into uh, being a content creator. Very smooth platform, able for you to host your site to get sponsorships, affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is a great way to make money. I've been affiliate marketing for a really, really long time. One of our known affiliates for the show. Known sponsors for the show is Taylor Brands, where you can, you know, start your business, start your LLC with a click of a button, truly. But to get into the show, though, to get into the show, we're going to talk about brands and businesses and why we aren't collaborating as a diaspora. No cap. Why aren't we collaborating as a diaspora? I call it collaboration with franchisation. And one of the main reasons this came about and this came about for my show as a talking topic was because I was walking around in my neighborhood and I realized on the south side of Chicago and Rosen, we call it the wild wild, but there were a lot of beauty supply stores with different names. They were urban, they were ethnic. And I was wondering in this industry that we've been the main buyer we've been the main buyer for so many years the main consumer for so many years why don't we just franchise a platform create a brand create a business that is synonymous with who we are and what we do now i'm going to shout out a business that does not mean I don't support any of the other black businesses, but I just felt that their foundation was so much set in the way we want to promote black ethnic, black ethnic, ecclescence. <laughs> but the way we want to pr- promote black ecclescence, why do I have so many tongue twisters? But black excellence. So, with that being said, though. The thing was called uh, House of Miller. Now, I'm going to first give you pros and cons. This was about the beauty supply store. This is how, you know, Black Excellence came about. And I was like, well, why don't we just franchise this store? Why don't we just franchise this industry? Because we buy so much. Now, here are the pros and cons to franchising, right? Now, there are pros and cons to you as a franchisor and the franchisee, but we're going to go over the pros of being a friend, pros and cons of a franchisee. Now, there are other black businesses, black brands in the diaspora, like in the UK. Shout out to uh, startups.com slash UK, uh, but there are black brands called Soul Cap and Bowie Skincare. So we've been doing these things all around the world for a really, really long time. But as a franchisee, 
you're a third party buyer who purchases a friend who purchases a brand right from the franchise or is the owner of the brand. An example would be a subway. You went and bought a subway, and they're going to give you all the tools, the knacks, nooks and crannies to make your bought-in franchise successful. Right? Now. The franchisee pays the franchise a franchise fee, which is the right to brand in addition with, with also marketing and other things, utilities and all these other things you're going to need to be successful. There are eight pros and a few cons to this. Everything is sweet, but everything can also be bitter. Shout out to Nerd Wallet. That is the article that we're referencing a lot of this information from. So the first pro is business assets or business assistance. It's a one-stop shop for everything you would need for the business to be successful, from branding, equipment, supplies, advertising, planning everything, and all your everyday needs and operations. Number two is brand recognition. Off back, this brand has already built a customer base. People already know what, when, where, direction of your business is going for instance mcdonald's like most startups brand new startups like my business is a startup it's called presidential vending off back we aren't synonymous but we will be so but we have to build this customer base unlike other vending machines right like let's say apple had a vending machine apple is synonymous so they're going to come right to their vending machine if they build one. And, oh, okay, I'm going to get their products in there. Apple headphones, cases, woo My bad, my Chicago slang is coming out. As the example's going, but they're going to have all these products already built in that people already know about. Go to machine, click it, buy it, set. And that's the beauty of brand recognition. Now, the other plus is low failure rate. Now, every business has the potential to not succeed. You have to put the grind if you're truly going to be an entrepreneur. But with that being said, when you do and build and walk into a franchise, there's a lower failure rate. Joining a successful brand has a lower failure rate that also offers network and support. Right? It's a proven business concept that gives you reassurance of the product and service that they're offering is always in demand. When I go to McDonald's, somebody from this ethnic group, somebody from this neighborhood, somebody from this demographic loves the fish fillet. They love the McChicken. They love the nuggets off back so i know that there's a proven product that is in demand because i have the previous stats from the network to support this that's the beauty of a franchise if we build it the right way there's buying power when we say buying power this is a pro there's buying power in bulk because the person who has already pre-built this franchise has already negotiated, has already built relationships with mass producers, right? An example would be 
let's say I already had a successful franchise for hair, makeup, technology, some form of e-commerce, and so on. At that point, because I've already negotiated prices with Amazon, they're going to give me a wholesale discount, most likely, because I'm a return, returning customer. I always got money coming in. You know, you wash my black, I, I wash yours. We all good on the wood. So with that being said, there's a pro of buying power. So you're buying in bulk, give you discounts with negotiated prices. It lowers the cost of goods, overall operating costs, overall versus a standalone business. Because when you solo dolo, a lot of things can go awry. You can get upcharged because the risk to reward ratios of your business. And, you know, people just don't want to hold your hand. That's how entrepreneurship is. A lot of people don't want to hold your hand. But with a franchise, you will have a supported base. And just imagine if we franchise the beauty industry. Imagine if we franchise the beauty supply industry. That's how the story came about. I was walking the neighborhood and I had been to the House of Melanin, which was a very established, to me, a very established business, business entity. It spoke black excellence. It looked the part, had the title, had the brand. I felt like it was going to take off. But in my neighborhood, 20,010 other supply stores and y'all all selling the same thing. But why? Why be in competition when you know you just want to be in the industry? Really think about it. Why be in competition if you know you just really want to be in the industry? And you want to make money. You already know your people need the products. Why not run it up and make the brand of black excellence your foundation? Yes, I get it. I feel that we need to get away from the crabs and barrel. I feel we need to get away from the crabs and the barrel because there's enough wealth to be generated for our collective if we figure out how to do it together. Versus apart. Which gets me to number five. When we say wealth, profits. Franchises see higher ROIs. That means returns on your investment based on popularity. Because I'm going to go to what's trending. I ain't finna go to nothing else. I'll back this, this sort of a part of the human motion, human nature. You see it on social media all the time. What moves the needle is what is trending at the moment. So I'm going to go off popularity. Number six is the lower risk. And when I say that, you have stats and network to back your business, buying into assets that support the stats of your business. So the SBA franchise loans, right? Because you have paperwork, you have reports. You have everything that's already been pre-written, pre-discovered, pre-laid out for you in these industries. And so you have that paperwork to hold that weight. When you go to get SBA grants or business loans or business grants, oh, you got a proven model already. Cool. 
I don't need to worry about what the ratio is because it's already proven that it works. There's risk in every business, but it's already proven that it works. Seven, like we mentioned before, the built-in customer base. Eight, you can be your own business. Now, we're getting into the disadvantage of franchising, right? Now, there's very restricted regulations. The franchisee can only exert a degree of control over the majority of the franchise business, right? So you don't have much control over the overall business, but you do have profitability that's already built into a already built-in business. Now, some key points to that is what the franchisor can mitigate, especially as a majority stake controller, business location, pricing, products, hours, operation, marketing. You don't have a lot of say-so in that as if you were an independent entrepreneur, right? Building your own thing. Hey, everything gold ain't always shiny. This is, this is what you would have to be content with, complicit with, for the greater good, because that's what we have to get to. This was the purpose of this show. To me, as a collective, something was already built. Something was already great. Something was already black. Something was already African. Something was already beautiful. Roll with it. Run with it. Somebody already made Shea Butter. Why are you making shea butter? Or why are you relabeling shea butter? If the shea butter cold and you know the shea butter work, help it grow. And you make money. Help it grow and you make money. It ain't that hard. Now, um, two is the initial cost. Every startup you do, every entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur knows this. The initial startup, the initial cost, where it's going to take a few grand. It's going to take a few dollars. Three is the ongoing cost. This is a disadvantage because you're going to have to pay them for the brand, licensee fees, royalty fees, advertising fees, charge for training and services. They're going to charge you for all these things. But does the profit outweigh the initial cost? If it's a successful brand, I believe so. Now, there's always going to be potential for conflict because if you consider yourself an alpha, if you consider yourself, I'm already a businessman, why am I going to listen to another businessman and I've already scaled something prior to, heads are going to bump. That's that alpha to alpha thing all day long. The difference that I see the difference that I believe is that what are you willing to sacrifice for the greater good? Malcolm and Martin put aside their differences all day long because they both wanted the greater good for their people at the end of the day. And, and the public tried to make sure that they argued on camera, sure that they disagreed. You know what the two brothers did at the end of the day? They said, ha. No, we're not going to do that. Because what matters to us, whether you see us as like-minded or not, is the betterment of our people. And what, to me, 
franchising does, especially on the black tip, is the betterment for black people, African people, the diaspora. We need to start working as a group collective. Now, number five is a financial privacy, the lack of financial privacy. So as the franchisee, all your books, quick books to income, to payroll, will be and has to be shared. So ain't no cutting corners. If you ain't buy all them patties, if you ain't buy the same amount of patties last week that you bought this week or last month that you bought this month, you even have to explain to me as the franchisor why you couldn't cost on food prep. And we serving the same amount of customers. You forgot to tell me something, and that's how that conversation is going to go. You will have a lack of financial privacy versus if you were already in an independent entity. Now, the pros of a franchiser is the access to capital, the efficient growth, minimal employee supervision, efficient, effective growth, and efficient growth is because, boom, now your store is state to state. Now your entity, now your brand is West Coast, East Coast, North, Canada, Toronto, down South. You all over the country. You all over the world. You all over the states. So everybody got to know who you is. They got to know who you is because they keep seeing you. You feel me? Five guys started some, but five guys, when I, I, I learned this from rolling around a restaurant, five guys started in New York. And they said, oh, we're going to take this state to state. Midwest to the Midwest. Um, you know, increasing brand awareness, as they say. Reduce risk on a, on a legal tip. Legal liability directly. That doesn't mean that you won't have discrepancies within whoever you partner with. And there will be loss of brand control. And what I mean when they say loss of brand brand control, ain't nobody gonna run it how you gonna run it. You can meet another boss. Y'all can have chemistry. They can say, hey, let me franchise this. Let me let me go run this up on the East Coast. That don't mean that they're going to run the business exactly how you will. It's not how it's gonna go. Now, some cons is that there is increased potential for legal disputes. So, a customer can come in and say, I've had an issue with Burger King. This particular Burger King store did this to me. And this is not, you know, uh, or this fast food restaurant did this particular thing to me. I am going to take legal action for this restaurant and not just this neighborhood not just this chain not just this region i'm going to take legal action towards this restaurant as a whole that's a con right that's a downfall and your initial investment on your end because the same way the franchisee has to put up money to say hey i want this training i want this you know business i want this brand you have to build all that you have to walk into it like, okay, we're going to set you up on the north side. X, Y, and Z. We're going to come out the gate. 
build you a brick and mortar, put all the ovens, knickknacks, patty racks, everything you need in there to build it. But you pretty much got to front it. And then there's the federal and state regulations by the Federal Trade Commission for franchises. Now, with all the information that you've gathered, here's a plus and what I believe is a plus for me. Because here's the ideology. To me, that upsets everything else if you listened all the way through the show. We have an opportunity if we stop being selfish with one another to truly grow collective wealth. Because we already run up the bag with everybody else. We already buy all their own products. We already buy all these own supplies. Why don't we just collab and make something great? 